0: Peter King, Pete. Good morning. You heard from both sides there. You heard from Matt Gates, who I think is an, an a-hole, and you heard from Newt Gingrich, who's a great American. Uh, something tells me, based on your post this morning, you tend to agree with me and Newt. But the floor is
1: yours, Congressman King. What do you say? Thank you see, uh, first of all, I totally agree with Newt. I totally agree with you. And Matt Gates is a lowlife. The fact that he was able to do this, I don't think I, could, I was uh, listening to Curtis. I don't think people realize how dangerous this is. We have a two-party system. You elect the leader of your party, you elect a speaker, and that person is out there negotiating for you. If you can have three or four percent of the party go over and remove the Republican speaker by dealing with Hakeem Jeffries and the Progressive Democrats, this is going to lead to chaos. It's never happened before. I guess maybe it happened once back in 1830 or something. But the fact is, there's a reason for that. When Kevin McCarthy, whoever the next speaker is going to be, when he's in there negotiating, it's important that he can say he is the party behind him. It's also important that you know, the speaker is, is second in line to the President of the United States. For foreign leaders to be able to see that our speaker has uh, substance, that our uh, speaker has support, and that there's a certain uh, reliability, we don't want to end up like these European parliaments where you're removing prime ministers and government leaders overnight. We have a certain stability. A president's in for four years. A speaker's in for two years two-year terms, and we go with that. And have we'll always talked to Kevin McCarthy and the deficit and the budget. The fact is he did as much, if not more, than any Republican leader could possibly do. The Democrats control the White House. The Democrats control the Senate. And he, Kevin only has a four- or five-seat margin in the House of Representatives. And for him to be able to make the uh, progress that he has, him to be able to hold together Republicans the way he has, the way he's been able to, in many cases, face down Joe Biden the way he has. And it's me, it's incredible. And so for people to stand on the sidelines and say uh, that uh, he could have done more, you got to be in the trenches to see what's going on. Again, uh, he consider what he was up against. And also, you know, uh, people like Matt Gaetz talk about the House majority. The only reason there is a House majority is because of uh, New York. People like La Loda, Garbarino, D'Esposito, uh I'm, I'm, I'm going to say now, uh, Mike Waller, Mark Molinaro, these are all the, – they're the ones who made the New York majority, uh, the, uh, Republican majority yep. in, the, in the Congress. And without them, there wouldn't be one. So there's, they're the ones that Matt Gaetz said that he wants to run primaries against. So anyone who wants to complain about a primary against Matt Gaetz, the fact is he wanted to go after the Republicans in New York who are the ones who gave Republicans the majority they have in the House of Representatives. You know where I've
0: gotten in my life, Pete, is I don't like uh, these extremists. Uh, certainly, I hate the progressives. Hate's a strong word, but I hate them. I despise them on the left. And I don't like the guys on the right either. I don't like these wackos on the right. Like Steve Bannon to me is a wacko. Uh, Matt Gates to me is a wacko. I don't like them. I believe that in politics and everything in life, there's got to be a happy medium. And I don't know exactly what Nancy Mace is talking about, budgets and deficits. That's your league. That's not mine. And I don't even care. For me, I'm a smart guy. This comes down to one thing. Matt Gates had a personal vendetta against McCarthy. He didn't like him. It's not about the budget, the deficits. The de- It's none of that. He didn't like him, and he was able with just 4% of the vote to remove him because he's a psycho. I'm not okay with that.
1: I agree with you completely. And the fact is, to me, there's nothing wrong with having firm opinions, firm beliefs. But when you're in the arena, what you do is you fight to get as much as you can. You you may compromise when you have to, and you don't demand all all or nothing. I mean, Ronald Reagan was probably the most conservative president we ever had. He made a lot of compromises with Chip O'Neill. We can go up and down the line on that. That's how you get things done. But, for instance, like your members of Congress, again, I don't know Nancy Mace. Of them to say that Kevin McCarthy broke his word on the budget and all that. I'm sure that he fully intended to do what he could. But when you're in there and you find out you can't get this bill through because the votes are in there, then you go for the next, be- the next best bill. You go for the next be- best piece of legislation.
0: Because by the way, let me stop it for a second. Because because let, let's take the other scenario here. Let's say to your point, Peter, that McCarthy said no good, no, nope, no, nope, you didn't take my budget, you didn't do this, you didn't do that, and we had a government shutdown. Okay, they right. shut down the government. What do you think Matt Gates would be saying today? Oh, this guy's the worst. We have a government shutdown. We got people not getting paid. We got... So, McCarthy, and this is why people are so stupid. It, it really bothers me. McCarthy was in a no-win situation. If he did the deal, it was no good because the Democrats won. If he didn't do the deal, then the government
1: shuts down. And Matt Gates would be killing him for that today. Who's Matt Gates kidding? Yeah, Gates was setting up. Kevin McCarthy to fail. And listen, Gates has his own agenda. What bothers me is that so many uh, people in the media and the public are falling for this, somehow saying this is uh, a failure of leadership by Kevin McCarthy. No, he was a strong, tough leader. He had 96 percent of his party behind him. He kept the government open. He's made real progress considering the odds that are against him. And, uh, And let's give a lot of the credit to the members of Congress from New York who often have cast tough votes. Even though it wasn't entirely in corner with their district, they cast, cast the tough votes for the overall good of maintaining a Republican majority. If Matt Gaetz to be out there parading around like he's some kind of hero, to me it's a disgrace. If, to yeah, me, if the yep. future of the United States is going to be in the hands of Matt Gaetz, okay. that, that is a bad sign yeah. for our country.
0: Oh, another bad sign is that Curtis Sleevel last segment agrees with Matt Gaetz. And you never want to be on that side unless he's talking about the migrants. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, first of all, you have you, know, you have Matt Gates and AOC and <laughs> Hopkins Jeffries. You all voted the same way yesterday. Right, right. And Curtis is lined up with the three <laughs> yeah, times about Curtis. Yeah.
0: Well, I, uh, I nominate you, Peter. Not that I have a <laughs> nomination party, but uh, I was listening to uh, Rita Cosby's piece with Niels last night, and uh, he... He wants to nominate President Trump. I guess he didn't find out that Trump is running for president, but he made the uh, the point and he's right about that, which is you don't have to be a member of the house to uh to be the speaker. So I nominate you. You want the gig?
1: Uh, let me let me think about it. Okay, let me uh, talk <laughs> to my wife and see how quickly she wants. You to don't want me. that gig. You uh, listen. me listen. No, no! No, no you
0: no, like no, to no. you like to go to Umberto's on a Wednesday night. You like the your Notre Dame Fighting Irish had a huge win over Duke on Saturday. Yeah,
1: great. Great right?
0: Game. You got a you got a beautiful daughter in North Carolina. Sean, you don't want that nonsense,
1: right? No, I'm, I'm, I, I, listen, I'm, I, I, I'm out of Congress. I love being down there, but it was time to go. I turned the page. I'm gone. And even if I were in Congress today. I would not want to be speaker. It's absolutely, it's absolutely a possible job. Right. It's, it's it,
0: tough it, tough it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I see it, and I'm not in politics, never was, you can't win with that job, right? You can't win.
1: No, you can't. You, you, you can't. And listen, it's tough enough taking on a Democratic person and a Democratic Senate. When you have to also have to worry about your own people stabbing you in the back, it makes the job absolutely impossible. And they always put, why did McCarthy do this? Why didn't McCarthy do that? The fact is he's doing all he possibly can. And considering the odds against him, I think he did a great job. And this is a terrible pressure. And we're going to have a situation now where you can get five or six people from the other party to bring down a speaker. I mean, you know, the Republicans can do this to Pelosi, to attacking Jeffries. We need stability, whether you like the people in charge or not. It, it, your party, the other party, you have to have a certain civility to go forward. You just can't constantly be blowing the place up.
0: So we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, you and Bo Dieter, my boy Bo, who I love, Bo was, uh, was, became a never-Trumper. <laughs> but, but just a couple of weeks ago, he said, well, now I'm, I'm going the other way. Now I'm back on the Trump bandwagon. Now, you have not done that. You have uh, said you feel badly for Trump. Certainly the last two days, it's got to make you sick to your stomach. I mean, this is ridiculous.
1: Terrible.
0: Terrible. But are you still not not a Trump guy? You're still not there?
1: No, I'm still not supporting him, having said that. What he's going through is terrible. I think think all four indictments are terrible. This civil case in New York is an absolute abuse of uh, justice. And to me, I, I would hope the American people, whether they like or dislike Donald Trump, would realize the dangerous pathway going down where you can destroy a person's financial empire just because he's on the wrong side in politics. I mean, this is incredible to have this kind of a lawsuit, this kind of an action by the attorney general where not one person lost a penny, when everyone made a profit, and there was absolutely no harm done to anyone, and yet to make Donald Trump public enemy number one and ruin what he spent a whole life developing is an absolute disgrace.
0: What do you think, too, about that headquarter they put out yesterday? Trump can't talk about it. I guess he pissed off somebody on social media. I don't know. How one
1: American you know, is that? I guess, uh, first of all, I don't believe in gag orders. Uh, I think Donald Trump went over the line with this one. He was going after a woman who was probably working in the courthouse. I mean, you know, leave her out of it. But he, to me, he should be able to say what he wants about the judge, about about the attorney general. And he should give it free reign. Because they've spent the last year, two years, attacking him every day and going after him. So he's entitled to take his shots.
0: Agreed. Well, listen, you were great again today, and, uh, and I agree with everything you said. I loved your appearance. I like when uh, you and I agree, early my guess, for that matter. So uh, thank you for stopping by today, Pete. Continue to speak the truth,
1: and go Irish. Hey, say hello to Vito and say hello to Steve for Ripper for me, okay? You, although both That's those guys, you guys love you.
0: You got it. You got it, Pete. That's my man right there, Congressman Peter King. That's a good man.